you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model, plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is our number three. Coming up at 215, Marlon Favorite. An LSU running back enters the transfer portal. His thoughts on the practice in Tiger Stadium on Saturday. What did he learn and hear from? Also at 2.30, Leo Hagerty, some NFL storylines, some receivers maybe sitting out, you know, uh, the offseason training programs that they got that most of all 32 teams now can start phase two, moving forward, working out together as a team and all that, all still optional. OTAs coming up later this uh, this month in May as well. So we will get into that as well as voluntary minicamps April 25th through the 27th. And that is a voluntary minicamp. OTAs begin May 24th through the 26th, 31st through June 2nd, and then June 7th through the 10th with the mandatory minicamp for the Saints, 14th through the 16th, 10 days to the NFL draft. So that's around the corner as well. So not this Thursday, next Thursday, first round, Saints, 16 and 19. What will they do? Also, of course, we've been talking about Pelicans in the postseason officially, like for reals, for reals, right? And... Getting all of that work in should be fun to see the experience level and what they can get out of this. Chris Paul went Hall of Fame yesterday, 21 points in the fourth quarter. He absolutely was the difference after the Pels had cut the lead to six in that situation. Devin Booker on watching Chris Paul. I mean, that man's a, a true competitor, um, a true winner, um, and, and he wants it that bad. Um, so you can see it in his demeanor. You can see it in his walk. Um, so it, it shouldn't surprise anybody. You know, he, he's built for these moments. Indeed. You definitely saw um, his impact in it as far as what Chris thought in this game was the key to them getting that first round win or that first game win. We were just connected. We were connected. We were making it tough on CJ. Uh, same thing with B.I., you know, and closing out to their shooters. Yeah, we were just we were just on a string. I think a lot of times people think about our offense and how we move the ball and stuff, but our defense is really what we, we sort of hang our hats on. There's no doubt about it. The, the, the first thing that you noticed immediately when that game started, I mean, Brandon Ingram, poor guy. Uh, he was just not going to be left alone at all in that game to get going. And that was one of the things that you definitely saw in the game, plus the fact that they didn't fall some of those shots. So two things there specifically. Brandon Ingram first on what did the Suns do to make things more difficult for him? Well, they had guys all around. You know, they got some um, good defensive guys um, that are physical and long. Um, made sure that um, whenever me or CJ were driving that they were there. Um, we have to be better in, in, in making sure that everybody is effective on the basketball floor so they um, just won't um, pay no attention to other players on the floor. Um but we'll, we'll make adjustments. So we'll see how that goes and moving forward. But 
Again, shots didn't fall. Not much he can do. It's a combination, combination of everything. Um, you know, physicality, um, good defense, um, us having our first playoff game. Um, it's a combination of everything. But like I said, we'll make adjustments. C.J. McCollum, also in the game, got going in the third quarter. Slow start for him as well. 43 minutes, B.I. 39 minutes. For McCollum, 25 points. He had three threes, nine of 25 shooting, though. It just didn't go down, man. At eight rebounds, six assists. CJ's thoughts after the game as to really, um, what were the struggles? I thought we were stagnant. Uh, I didn't push tempo enough. I didn't push tempo enough. And we also didn't get a lot of stops early. So we we're kind of walking the ball up, taking the ball out of bounds. And uh, we didn't convert a lot of easy baskets. Um, we shot below 40% in the paint. Um, that's that's not going to cut, especially against a team of their caliber. We make we miss open shots, um, which is you know a part of a part of the game. It's a part of playing in a tough atmosphere. You know, third game in you know six days in a different city, but you know you're playing against the number one seed. You got to make shots. You got to be able to score with them and also get stops. And I don't think we did that enough throughout the game. We went on the run and, and we turned it around in the second half, but early on we were a little stagnant and uh, just missed some open shots. One of the other things that CJ talked about after the game as well was the defense that DeAndre Aiden was playing. He saw a lot of block shots there as well. I think um, the Suns had, what, nine block shots total? Let me see. Yeah, nine shots blocked, six steals. Their defense just on par. And that's why you heard Chris Paul mention that their defense was one of the big aspects of it. Here's what he had to say about Aiden's specific Style of defense. In combination, he did a great job. Um, they load up, they protect uh, each other, they help, they help the helper, load up the boxes and elbows, and Aiden did a great job protecting the rim, but some of it was just us missing as well. So, so I gotta tighten things up and settle down and, and get ready for game two. Chris had 30, Devin Booker had 25, Aiden 21, 10 of 15 from the floor though, and look, I get it, he, you know, he, he ate Jonas's lunch on certain plays and things of that nature again at the same time. Um, you, you put four personal fouls on him. I, maybe you can, you know, try to get him out of the game from that standpoint. I just, again, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we got an open segment here and then coming up at 2.45 before the, the end of the show, but we'll talk a lot more about the adjustments tomorrow. I just, I, I don't, I don't just give up on our bigs. I, I just don't go up on, on being big because there's some athleticism and some things of that nature. That's where their weakness is. I think even though Aiden had 21. And four blocks and nine rebounds. You out rebounded them fifty five to thirty five. So I think that's an area you you attack. You're not gonna outshoot them, you're not gonna outscore them, you're not gonna out athleticize them. I mean just, I think you gotta do what you can do best and you know, kinda of punish them in the paint and things like that. You go to the free throw line, muddy it up. Um the other aspect that Willie Green touched on after the game, though, was one of the points that I've been making it out here as well is you, you, you cannot get this experience at practice or replicating it by, you know, adding noise or something on it. Just seeing how your team reacts. And that was one of the things that stood out to me yesterday. Huh? For y'all that watched, Dude, this team fights. Same fights. You go back to Friday. To me, it's the thing you put on the video scoreboard before you do the player intros. Game three in a game that I'm saying right now. Why not? Put in Zion. If he's healthy, put him in. He can have a practice today. He can have a practice on Thursday with the team. Get ready for it. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's fine. Whatever. Why not? Trey Murphy got 26 minutes. Let's see if Zion can do that. I, I don't care. Just why not? But bottom line, when you turn those lights down, this needs to be played before you give the player introductions, especially if Zion's on that. They might bring it in. You took the best punch. It's a 10-point game going in the fourth quarter. Okay? Get your freaking heads up. This is what we live for. This is what we worked hard for. Okay? We ain't giving it up. We are not freaking giving this up. You got to freaking fight. You got to fight. That's an award-winning State Farm audio assist. From and that was Willie Green, the now famous motivational, you got to fight. 
speech at the end of the third quarter, the start of the fourth quarter. Man, I'm telling you, Friday was fun. And look, you know what you were getting into yesterday, and now you're in first-round mode, so it is what it is. We're talking adjustments and all that stuff, but you can't get behind that guy? That's a you problem. You don't want to play for them? It's a you problem. And he's just learning. He's going to make mistakes. He did yesterday. He did it, you know, in the Spurs game for a bit and the Clippers, but he's also made some good moves and he's also adjusted and learned this ain't going to work. So I'm interested to see him grow again. You can't replicate it. You could have sat there next to Monty and you could have sat there next to Steve like he did. Curran Williams and go to the finals twice, win a championship with the Warriors. You can do all of that. Until you're the guy making that call, it's a completely different thing. Before I did a show, I could have sat there, I can produce, I can do all that. It's completely different when you hear the intro and the mic is hot. It ain't nothing else coming out, they're waiting for you. It's completely different. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. I mean, that's literally how it is. So, I'm interested to see how he reacts. I'm interested to see... What adjustments you make. Because the other aspect of all of this is you can make adjustments and you can see or need to see what you can do. But it needs to be based off of what you see in real life minutes. I can hope that Jackson does this. Devontae can come in there and do it. How do they react? You know, I mean, I don't know what Trey Murphy's going to be like in a game like this. The last three Spurs and Clippers, that guy's unfazed. He's good. Good. Herb is still Herb. B.I. looks like he wants to attack and get ready to go. We've seen C.J. get off momentarily. Haven't had a full complete game just yet, but we're seeing that. And you can't learn that until you actually get into the game. Serious. And until that happens, you don't see it. So, Willie, after the game, talked about the Pels. Did do one thing yesterday. More or better than they did against... The Suns, and that is win the rebounding battle. Yeah, definitely. It's something that we do well. It's something we talk about, especially in a playoff game that's going to be really physical is, you know, trying to rebound the ball or winning the rebounding battle. We did that, but once again, we have to make some shots. Indeed. 800-998-1003. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Marlon Favorite will join us. Don't forget the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball, so go ahead. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA this week. New customers, if you haven't done it yet, bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what, right? Also, DraftKings Sportsbook customers, all of y'all, ones that you've already signed up with, don't forget same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets with the same game for a bigger payout. More legs you add more money you can win, plus each day of the first round, including the three games tonight, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So do a parlay. It doesn't hit. Get up to a $10 risk-free bet. How about that? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. L-A-R-O-S-E is the promo code. DraftKings Sportsbook is the app. Again, they are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Marlon Favorite next. We'll talk Tiger football on ESPN New Orleans. Get in on the first round action of the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10. 
if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code LaRose. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoff action and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's code LaRose at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or over, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust company's online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking serve just the way you like it member fdic good afternoon afternoon. let's hit it now back to the sports hangover with gus kattengal follow him on twitter there it is had to wait for the breakdown marlon you know how it is you know all about beats sir you know what i'm enjoying first off good afternoon how are you what up, Goose, baby? Hello, somebody. Happy Monday, Goose. Happy Monday to you. I am enjoying the amount of people doing the dances to uh, Hello, Somebody, man. Are you surprised how much? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, I, it's it's catching on a ton, man. I'm seeing a lot, a lot of people posting little dances of, uh, of the course there, man. I like it. I, I am surprised. I did not think that the challenge was going to go that way, right? Because I did the little dance in a video. <laughs> right. And, and then to me... And then Tamika Jett just took it to a whole other level. And then we had old boy from off Instagram. He had the whole TikTok thing going. And I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. just trying to learn that one. <laughs> yeah. What, what I like about it too, Marlon, is it's not overtly complicated for somebody like me, 46, probably not with a lot of certain kind of rhythm. I mean, I do got a little Spanish, right? So, I mean, the, the hip moving and all that stuff, I, I can do, but I like it. It's a, I like the beat and all of that. You go left, you know, side to side, and it's kind of your own little thing. It's kind of it's kind of catchy, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I've caught myself kind of going, hello, somebody. going to move my body. I, it really is. It's, it's, it's really catchy, dude. I'm telling you. It is. Hello? That must be my new intro song, then. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing the hello to my dad every time I come on the sports angle. I, I see what we're doing with this. <laughs> I need to make sure we're going to do that. I promise you. Um, So, look, uh, we got – it's crazy to think 10 days, man, before the NFL draft here. And I felt like the last week or so, it's the information, disinformation age. It was kind of quiet over the weekend a bit here, right? Kind of quiet. Does it, does it tend to calm down a bit right before the draft, or does it spike – Right before the, the the draft, like maybe draft week. I think during draft week, we'll see a, a bit more of a spike. Right now, it's just like heavy evaluation time. The combine happened already. Most teams had their uh, schools had their pro day. So the process between now and the draft is the teams are flying different scouts and position coaches to the different colleges to, to work out the players that they think fit their program. So, I can remember for us, I didn't get flown out anywhere. So, like, the top first and second round picks, they're going to get flown out to the, to the actual organization. Whereas someone like me, I would get a call from, like, the Denver Broncos and I'd say, hey, you know, Marlon, we're going to be in Baton Rouge working out your teammates, Kirsten Pittman and Tyson Jackson. Mm-hmm. We want to see you, too. We like what we see on film. And, and, and then – you know, all of that's happening, and that's quite a quiet period because it's you know just everybody just basically dotting their eyes and crossing their feet. I think one of the things that's interesting as well here is there's still moves being made, right? And you're starting to see some some different things here as well as the off season conditioning programs for all 32 teams are now up and running. You can attend if you want to. You you can not if you're not. De- Debo Samuel and um. 
Lawton, the receiver over there in Washington, have made it known we're not showing up until we get new deals and things of that nature. You know, look, a lot's been said about Lamar Jackson here as well. Final year of his deal. Like, I'm not normally that guy. I can understand in certain instances, though, holdouts make sense. I'm Lamar Jackson with what I mean to that team and, more importantly, how much I run. Does that make sense? Like, the guy's a thousand-yard rusher, and injuries have um have limited him the last two years. Last year didn't make the playoffs, and the year before that he was knocked out of the playoffs with an injury. I am absolutely not playing until I get a new deal. I'm not playing until I get a new deal, and that's the bottom line. And as far as Lamar Jackson's situation goes, he's someone where he's his own agent. Him and his mother basically handles their affairs. So that's a bit different when the teams aren't usually dealing with the typical Drew Rosenhauses of the world and just he knows his value, Gus. Look at the quality of quarterbacks available in the NFL. So you have to strike where the iron's hot. And you just said it, he runs. So a player that runs, you don't want to play around with your money because just the lifespan by nature right. is a bit, you know, shorter than the typical, let's say, offensive guard. I mean, we're in the trenches, but the you're not getting hit, smacked, 40 yards, down the field, so it's a different uh, demographic. I mean, excuse me, a different um, uh, what's a better word? Uh, point of view when you look at it from that perspective. When you look at obviously the fact that we transition to college football with Marlon Favorite, that big five hundred four is way to follow on Twitter. We will with all the spring games wrapping up and some news out of LSU. Just one final NFL tidbit. I, I don't look. I, I'm not being ugly, and I don't know the guy personally. I just judge by what I see. It, it just seems like Matt Rule's days are numbered. I mean, now the report is they're interested in Baker Mayfield. Who are they not interested in when it comes to quarterback? It just doesn't seem like there's a rhyme or reason or what is it you're trying to do and then find a quarterback that fits your system. When you look at all of the different quarterbacks from Deshaun Watson to you know, obviously they made calls about Russ. They made calls about Aaron. They made calls about, you know, they brought in Cam Newton back. They, they traded for Sam Darnold. I mean, last year was just player after player after player at that position. And now they want Baker Mayfield. I, I, again, if I'm, if I'm the Saints, I don't know. Do, do I want that to happen or not? Do you think Baker can still be a starter in this league? I think under the right coaching with the right staff, in the receiving core, Baker has potential. Because one thing about Baker, he is a Heisman Trophy winner. He has been a leader of men in regards to his team. And when when people forget, Baker Mayfield led Cleveland back to their first playoff in forever. That was the starting quarterback. So we can have a million and one opinions about Baker. Of course, he's in his commercials you know, locking up the stadium and, you know, he has a personality that, you know, most people that do what you and I do right. kind of pick around the guy, but he has talent. So if, if I'm the same to my word, if he comes to my division, a, a, a tad bit, I mean, he's not a, I wouldn't put him in a top tier of quarterback, but he, he's definitely somewhere straggling in that second tier with the potential to take a team to the playoffs and under the right toolage, under the right uh, staff and, supporting staff in regards to, to receivers. And, cause, I mean, Cleveland running game was on point and a receiving course. So sounds like a coaching thing to me. Oh, we'll see what they show them. But I think Baker, worst-case scenario, could be a, a solid backup quarterback or could start for a franchise who needs an uh, experienced starter. All right, sir. Uh, Bama, Florida, Tulane, a lot of schools had their spring game this past weekend. LSU's coming up. They did practice in Tiger Stadium, though. And before we get to some of the thoughts that you had there and what a lot of people were posting on social media, and particularly one thing that Brian Kelly did that I like, uh, there is news, though, today that LSU running back Corey Kiner is uh, transferring. He was the, what, second leading rusher on the team? Yeah, he was the second leading rusher on the team. Um, yeah, Gus, and, and, and on a Corey Kiner thing, that just lets you know how well John Emery is doing in spring ball. Because if you look at it, because of John not being able to play last year and the amount of injuries that the Tigers had last year, Corey Connor had to step up and be that main running back. He wasn't really that guy. But then he showed us flashes of Clyde Edwards-Elair, and he did hold it down for the Tigers as a second-leading rusher. 
So his stock went up. You know, I'm in spring ball. I'm Corey Connor, and I'm starting right. to see these reps are lightening up. Hello, somebody. Hit that transfer portal, baby. Let's see what it do. So uh, more power to him. Definitely more power to him. And, and guess I think this kid could, could make some noise at a, a really solid SCS school. It's interesting you bring that up because that is one of the things that you maybe don't think of immediately when you oh another player is leaving. Why? Well, to your point, it could be a reason for that. Brian Kelly's been saying that he has come in and worked hard and, and looks different. One of the things that was brought up on social media, I know Jody Collada, who um tweeted over the weekend and several others there as well, pointed out specifically to Marlin that Brian Kelly called a halt to practice following a touchdown play and then a play after that where it kind of got some teammates trying to show each other up. Now, emotion can be a big thing, and you want to play with emotion. But why was it important for Coach Kelly to do that? And overheard specifically was telling the guys that they're your brothers, they're your teammates. And why do you think that might have been a problem perhaps in, in the past with these teams on the Tigers? Possibly, Gus. And the way I would look at that, it's a culture shift. Brian Kelly, his coach Brian Kelly is coming down with his way of handling things. And to show up on one of your teammates is not how he rocks. So he shut it down to set the tone, basically, that we're not going to do that here. This is not what I want for our program. I think this sets us back shining. Now, it depends on how it was received, right? You know, I'm pretty sure when Coach Ed Ogeron was there and that happened, he's done, all right, all right, all right, let's get it going. A player, the type of player that I was, Gus, when I played, I'm cool either way. Right. But for certain players, from a personality standpoint, that might not work for them. So right. I'm definitely going to investigate that with the players and, and, and wonder why. And, and just honestly, Gus, that's a good point. What? How did the locker room feel about that? Do they feel like, oh, man, that's part of the game. We should have kept going, Coach. Or do they feel like, hey, man, we're turning a new page. We right. don't want to down any of our players. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the verdict on that. And I think there's that fine line with it, right? I mean, because, look, I was going to say, it, I think it all goes to the whole undisciplined sort of thing where maybe, you know, you, you sort of feel like you, you've done a lot of different things and what exactly have you done to to a certain point? Sort of, I guess, maybe that phrase of act like you've been there before to an extent. Obviously, if it's a key moment, things like that, and sure, I don't think he's trying to do that. Again, I don't know the specifics to it, that, you know, but it, it just built and built and built, and then he put a halt to it. But overall, Marlon, what are you hearing as we're getting – Wrapping up, hard to believe, spring ball next week, man. I'm getting some good news. I was just talking to a couple of our uh, our, our Tigers, Hunt, and, you know, the guys that cover cover LSU that are actually going to the practices. Uh, my guy, uh, uh, Terrell, just to give a couple of folks some shots out who, who've been doing some really good coverage. The quarterbacks, basically Daniels is the guy, but Miles is right there. So right. they're going back and forth. And, and I'm hearing that, that Nussmeyer is, is, is actually competing as well. So we have three solid quarterbacks. So that's good news. Um, of course, you, you just broke the news with the running back room, but that speaks volumes about what I talked to John, uh, you know, his family probably like twice a week, um, and, and they're speaking highly about him. Now, the thing that really gets me, and this is what I'm excited about, the strength on the offensive line in the signing class. You have Will Campbell coming in as an early signing. He's acting a fool. He's starting for the Tigers right now as an incoming senior in high school. I mean, the kid didn't even go to his prime yet, yet he's starting his spring ball. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like the fact that he's back. I mean, he's good, and, and, and big Carnell Thomas is back. Defensively, um, you know, we, we just had all Big 12 transfer come through. Bernard, he's locking it. He, well, he's, he's not he, – he's participated in the first first couple of practices, but he's been out, he's been sitting out Jarek uh, – Converse Bernard, he's been sitting out, but I mean, again, this is a guy who's going to start and fill that role of Derek Stingley. I've heard good things about Sage Ryan, the defensive line got you. Look, Hunt told me he said, "Sage, you're always excited about the D line." Because I said, "I'm excited about." He said, "Tell me something I don't know," which he's right. But I mean, think about it: Jaquil and Roy, and Mason Smith in the middle. You know, you have Ali Gay, a healthy Ali Gay back and also B.J. Algilari, that's a that's an all-SEC type of all defensive line. So I'm, I'm excited to see how those guys look. So for all my Tiger fans out there, hello, somebody. We we look like we're cooking with high grease. And what, Gus, ranked 11 <laughs> in the uh, preseason ranking? Again, um, you know, I, I'm kind of interested to sort of see 
what, what takes place here. And obviously, the fact that you have co- the, the quarterbacks competing is always good. Saw Miles Brandon hit a nice deep pass as well. Nussmeyer seems to be competing as well. So, you know, hey, well, let's see what happens in, in the spring game, which is hard to believe again this weekend. Thank you, Marlon. We'll talk again on Friday. Y'all have a good week. Hey, we got a full, beautiful, sunny week here in New Orleans. Y'all get out, baby. Enjoy the life. Hello, somebody. There he is. I promise we'll have the music next time. I promise. Friday, you'll have it. Oh, really? I promise. Hey, you got to dance in the studio while you I am. I think I may do that for you. I, I may do that. I may, I may teach a little Carver to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, That's going to be nice. I'll do that. I'll, yeah. I'll tell Carver. I need a little Hello Somebody dance. Hook me up, Carver. Come on, Carver. Make me go viral on TikTok, baby. <laughs> I love it, man. Sounds good. Take care, buddy. At Big Faith 504 is a way to follow on Twitter. Mr. Marlon Favorites and, of course, Inside the Trenches, the podcast. Leo Haggerty next. I'll ask him about, you know, what, what, what exactly are the Panthers doing over there as well. Plus, get his takes here on the NBA Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discounts for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie is walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that, scoring-wise, is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Leo Haggerty, sir. How are you this afternoon? Gus, it's a great day here in Tampa. We're in the low 80s. A nice mm-hmm. breeze down here next to the water. So, uh, hey, can't complain. No one listens anyway, though, right? <laughs> It's very true. Um, I am awaiting your uh, 14-minute breakdown of the USFL game yesterday from the Tampa Bay team. Uh, was it Todd Haley is your head coach, right? <laughs> exactly. No, come on. I need a breakdown. I want to know what you think of the game, all the games playing there yesterday, the Tampa Bay Bandits. Actually, they're playing... You know, again, um, coming up on Monday here. So, you know, I'm all about it, man. What, what, have, did you watch any of it over the last yes. couple of days? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, I watched uh, about 20 minutes of it. And I wanted to see what the crowd looked like. Right. And I didn't expect to see great football. I expected to see good football, which I got. But uh, the Birmingham game, okay, there were people there, but... The other game, they're playing in a morgue, and there's nobody there. And again, Gus, I said this to you earlier. This is a made-for-TV event. Right, you did say that. I'm not to show any of the stands because it it was a ghost town. And I don't see how this league is going to be able to survive with no fans. And again, Gus, I've tried to reach out to the USFL and say, hey, how do I – 
to do the post-game interview with the bandits. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Again, for our listeners that are listening, last week, we uh, every Wednesday we have on hosts that do their own show, different parts of the state. So Scott Prather's in Lafayette, Sean Fox is in Monroe, and they both specifically mention they've gotten nothing back from anybody from the Breakers. We have tried weekly to get the head coach Larry Fedora on or anything to do with that team. To your point, they played yesterday and won, and it's just crazy to me because I, I, I guess the business theory, philosophy, model is – Okay, let's get the games on TV. They got the, the TV contracts, right? NBC, Fox, USA Network, which the games were on yesterday, and FS1, which the game is today. Your Tampa Bay Bandits got postponed yesterday because of weather. But get on there, get the money, and then give, I guess, these teams a year to find what stadium they're going to play in and all that other stuff. I guess, Leo, just it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I was ripping on the mascot name, Dave the Wave. Boy, that sounds like New Orleans, doesn't it? Like, of all the things you can do, like the four options that they gave you were so generic that it does make you feel like it's not really trying to tie into those areas. No, they're making no effort. And again, uh, I, I know why they're doing this. They're doing this for money and not because of, you know, they could put teams in eight different places. The problem is you would have to have four crews go out to do the game from a media standpoint. Now you only need two. Okay. You need one in the stadium. So I, I get that point. But, dear God, you, you've got to put these people out to the media or no one else. I, I mean, uh, Fox covered it last night on the late news. Uh, MC covered it on the late news, but no one else. <laughs> I mean, it was like it doesn't exist outside of, uh, you know, FS1 and and NBC. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh, is this really happening? No, like I said, it doesn't make much sense to me, uh, but it is what it is playing over there at uh, UAB. So, you know, that that's, I guess, where it's going to be, and we'll – look into that. In the meantime, there's some NFL news going on as we're 10 days away from the NFL draft. And one of the things, Leo, that stood out to me is the reports over the weekend that the Panthers could be maybe trying to make a trade for Baker Mayfield or at least in talks for that. Would that be the right landing spot? Because my concern for that there is there's no stability. I don't know what they want to do, and I don't know if that's probably the best thing for Baker Mayfield right now. You know what? Here's the funny thing. Someone came out today on national radio and said the best place for Baker Mayfield to go is Tampa Bay. Sit behind Tom Brady for a year. I, I don't see that. And Gus, the fact that the Panthers, I think finally there's an adult in the room somewhere. You can get Baker Mayfield for a couple of fourth round picks, which are throwaway picks, in my opinion. If it's, you know, not first, second, or third, you're just trying to get depth. And right now, the Panthers are grasping for straws. If they pick a quarterback with number seven, they should be shot. They should be trying. If, if their idea is to get a quarterback, they should be trading down as far as 15 or 16. No one's going to take anybody because there's no one out there that you look at and say, hey, that, that that's a Trevor Lawrence. That's a uh, you know Patrick Mahomes. That's a Deshaun Watson. There's nobody out there. So it makes no sense. And from a financial standpoint, I think what they're waiting for is the Browns to cut because then they don't pick up that contract. Makes sense. Then he becomes a free agent, and that's Mm -hmm. when it gets interesting. That is going to be true to see kind of where he goes. And I think judging by the interview last week in which he said he felt disrespected, you know, I don't know. You kind of have to wait and see if he's going to accept perhaps a backup role to learn, or does he think he can start that? Where is he starting this year? Seattle? I think he's definitely started Carolina. Uh, there's not a lot of other places. Where he, I'll tell you what. Send him to Miami. Let's see who's the best, him or Tua. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you just made Roy. He just made Roy drive off the. Off the road here. He's a Miami Dolphins super fan who's convinced they're going 17-0 and next year. So just letting you know. Yeah, well, take, take a look at that schedule. You get Buffalo twice. That ain't going to be pretty. And, <laughs> you know, but 
I, I'll tell you what, Gus. I, I think that that would not be. I don't see why Houston does it. I mean, Mills is just a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baker Bayfield could be that guy in the right situation. I don't think Mills is going to be anything other than you just average everyday NFL quarterback. Now, if that's what Houston wants, great. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that would be a good landing spot for him. But you know what, Gus? When you look at the draft, there are six teams with multiple picks. I think you're going to see a lot of wheeling and dealing because how are you going to sign two number one? That's the biggest problem right now. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, man. What, what do you think you're going to see in the next 10 days? You think quiet this week picks up next week? Do, do you expect more draft day trades before then, before we get finalized what the order is going to be? Gus, I think they're all 32 teams are waiting for somebody to drop the shoe, so to speak. Let's see, you know, uh, let's see what someone else is doing, and then we'll play off of that. And again, you look, the fact that there's no quarterback, that changes the whole dynamic. I mean, we've seen in the past drafts, quarterbacks go, you know, in the top five, top 10, top 15, two, three, or four of them. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So now you're going to see some players come out that normally would be down around 10, 11, or 12 that are going to be up at 4, 5, and 6. And I, it, it's funny because we're going to sit down with Jason Light tomorrow, and he's going to talk. And the question I'm going to ask him, I say, Coach, you're picking like down 28, 29, 30 right in there. You're going to get there, and there's going to be four or five, at least four or five people on your board above 28. How do you determine what it's going to be? And then I, I, I'm waiting for an answer on that because, you know, if, if they got a guy who's let's, – let's even go to the Saints. Let's say they get a guy that's on their board at 12 right. and a guy at 15. What do you decide? And, and I've always said, and Carmen Perone, who was the head scout for the Saints, always told trust your board. It's up there for a reason. Ooh, I like that. Trust your board. You know, Mickey Loomis said last week that you know, he thinks at 49, there's going to be a good shot that somebody inside their top 25, if not top 20, will be available. That's what he told Peter King a week ago on Monday. Jordan Schultz, we had him on last Monday, said league sources telling him uh, maybe maybe the Saints could package 60-19 to 19 to go quarterback. I'm not buying it. I think that's either misinformation or that's, you know, League sources maybe hoping that other teams do. I don't know. I, I, I've said this already that April 29th, Friday, I will have three hours of just absolute buddy's going to have to have his finger on the dump button. If the Saints trade 16 and 19 to five and take a quarterback above the Panthers, because that's what they'd have to do. That's what if, they, if they're in love with Willis and Pickett, which is what the report was saying, they would have to move up above Carolina because Leo, I know what you're saying. But I would bet, I'm already betting you a po' boy. I'm betting you a po' boy and a six pack or whatever it is that you want that's a local beer here. That absolutely Matt Rule is not passing a quarterback. There is no way that guy is passing on a quarterback. So if you want Pickett or Willis, you're going to have to go to five with the Giants. And if the Saints do that, then A, you're telling me he's starting next year. And B, you're telling me that you think he's better than Jameis Winston. If they do that, <laughs> if they those two and move up to take a quarterback, you better call the parish police and say, hey, get down to the levee, people will be jumping off. That That is just such an idiotic and asinine thought. It, now, if they were going up for Trevor Lawrence, if they were going up for uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Uh, and again, Gus, I'm hoping there's an adult in the room up at Carolina, but the longer I think about this, the more I think just you know, I, I think I'm going to be buying you a poor boy because they're they're not going to go and be the same. They they become the new Cleveland Browns in terms of draft. You know, like when they're done, you just scratch your head and go, huh? Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think there's a quarterback in anybody. It, you're looking at a guy who's played it. Division two that everybody's raving about. Well, hey, I got the kid at North Dakota State who's out at San Francisco. He didn't even see the field. So, you know, <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. 
The only thing I can think of, Gus, is Carolina's taking a quarterback because that, that'll save Matt Rule's job because he'll say, hey, we're growing, we're going to put him in, and, and, and we're going to take our Man. lumps, but he's going to get better. If I'm the owner, I'm not buying that. I'm saying, hey, pal, you can't do this. I, I would trade that pick down to get multiple picks in, in the first and second round because, Gus, I agree with Mickey Loomis. There's going to be some talent in that second round where yeah. teams are going to have multiple people on their first round board. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I just, I, I like 16 and 19. I like you got two first round picks. And, uh, if you have to move up in the second, but I, I think you're good. Three of the first top 50 are not a bad thing or place to be. Thank you, Leo. As always, man, we appreciate it. And we'll talk again on Friday. There we go. It's Leo Haggerty at Sports Magazine. As always, a pleasure. Final segment. We'll return next on ESPN New Orleans. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, A1 Price Rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile, and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's LaRue. For all the festival info, go to Fireman'sFair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Always free admission, always fun. Tiger Drive and Thibodeau. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengap. LSU getting swept at Arkansas this weekend. Taking on the Raging Cajuns tomorrow in Baton Rouge. They lost 5-4-4-0 and 6-2 somewhere in that game as well. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, One of their batters due to taking too much time at the plate. <laughs> with two strikes, got punched out. I'm not kidding you. We'll get into detail tomorrow on that as well. Tulane losing the series at Houston 3-6. to six. They did win 11-10 and lost 9-10 um, on Saturday. They will take on my Southern Miss Golden Eagles, number six in the rankings, number seven in other polls as well. I, I was talking back and forth with some of my college buddies to get together once a year. Um, and we're about to do that here soon. And we're like, I don't remember, you know, and I graduated in 98 and I know they went to Omaha a couple of years back, but I don't think even in that season, they went to Omaha. They were ever ranked six, but that's where Southern Miss is. They take on Tulane tomorrow over at Greerfield church and stadium SLU. They went up and took care of, you and Five four ten five nine five. The final take on South Alabama tomorrow. So the Lions trying to catch up to the top of the standings where the Colonels are. And Nichols nineteen and fourteen. They win the series over the Purple Demons eight two six nothing loss. The final game of the series seven to ten. Again, we didn't talk to the coaches like we normally do. Matt Riser and Mike Silva on Thursdays and Blake Dean. This past Thursday, because that was game one of the Easter weekend series. We're going to get back to that here on Thursday. NBA playoffs tonight. Got the Raptors taking on the 76ers as Philly won game one. That game is at 630. 
over on TNT. The Jazz taking on Dallas tonight, 7.30 NBA TV. Utah winning that game. Again, Luka Doncic didn't play in game number one. Nuggets is the late game against the Warriors. Um, Jokic unable to, you know, get much help in that first game as... Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry did play in game one. That game is at nine o'clock and the Warriors have that one nothing lead there. And again, we were talking about the Pels last night unable to get game one, but again, most of our callers and everybody else kind of okay with what's taken place and looking forward to what game two can be. Um, Jonas, thanks for giving us the buzz here on the sports hangover. How are you, man? Hello? Hey, buddy. How are you? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, this Hello? Is John. This is oh, John, not John. John. This is oh, John. Sorry. That's what it says so, on my screen. Uh, What's up, John? Uh, uh, a couple of things. That's okay. A couple of things. Uh, well, we talked once before, and I was one of those on that bandwagon about, okay, if they trade Zion, is okay. But looking at the game the other night, his strength and power underneath that goal, they need that. They, they, the, the physics, they, I know they out rebounded, uh, Phoenix by 20 some rebounds and they missed a lot of shots. Uh, that, yeah, that's did. the only that reason I'm like everybody, I'm not worried about the game because they're not going to miss those shots every game. I they agree. just missed a lot of open shots mm-hmm. and, uh, they out rebounded them, but that power and strength at power forward, I know with Jackson Haynes, they got the length and all that, but that power, they, they, they need that and they also need, a, a, a veteran point guard, I'm not saying the point guards they have aren't good point guards, mm-hmm. but a veteran NBA point guard would push this team further ahead. And as for the Saints in the draft, no, I, you got too many veteran ball players on this football team to tell them you're going to draft another young quarterback yeah. that might not be better than <laughs> Ian Book. Right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Jameis Winston, you went all the way down to Ian Book. No, that's my thing. No. I mean, I just, that, that's my point, man. I just, it doesn't make, again, you look at the roster, like if you're Carolina, you have no identity. Like, what are you? I mean, literally, there were reports earlier this week that Carolina was contemplating or at least taking phone calls on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that that's where they are, you know? You're not there. And I know Kamara might miss a game or two if that happens, but and I, if my, you know, um, Michael Thomas comes back. By the way, John, did you see Michael Thomas at the Clipper Pels game? Did you see the photos of him online? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. A, I but forgot. I forgot how big he was. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, that's a and let me tell you dude. what, I mean, my man at looks the, and at the same ripped. Time, hey, I'm just saying, he um, looks ripped. I'm like, get out there. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Mickey Loomis, <laughs> yeah, Mickey Loomis, Mickey Loomis is not, uh, is, is a very good general manager. He knows this team no, would be better yeah, off no. if they draft some players that can play now. Right, right now. That can come right, in and play receiver, now. Tackle, on that safety, line, absolutely. Or that wide receiver. No. Uh, now, if they package both of those picks and move up and draft one of them big offensive linemen coming out of there and that you can play go, I'm with you. next year. Yeah. Go get me that. Right. If you want to do or, that for Evan know, Neal, absolutely. You want to go do that for Evan Neal or something like that? I, I'm absolutely in. That dude is literally half the state of Alabama. Thank you, bud. I see the clock. Yeah. I got to go. Right. Matt Musco don't have to further right. review us next. On ESPN World. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters.